Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Good, and joining me for the third time in a row, it's a hat trick, baby. It's the J-Strom, or I know him as Jason. Jason, how you doing, pal? Hello there. Hello there, indeed. Oh, my Thanks gosh. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. It's been nice to be on here for the hat trick. Dude. I'm uh, excited to talk Star Wars type stuff. Yes, yes, I appreciate you being on for this. And for people who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Jason was on. We talked about the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. We also talked about Jurassic World Dominion. And now, this time around, we'll be talking about the TV series over on Disney Plus known as Obi-Wan Kenobi or just Kenobi. Because um, I've seen I the think marketing. it should have been called Old Ben. Old Ben. Um, that's, the se- that's the season two. Um, oh, okay. spoiler alert, he doesn't die in this. I should have said that earlier. I think <laughs> <laughs> just in case he doesn't fall were... through a trap door in the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, no, he doesn't. Uh, but yeah, so basically we're going to do this the same way we did Jurassic World Dominion, where we talk kind of in broad strokes uh, about the whole thing. And then I'll flip the old spoiler switch, which I, again, had the service guy come out and look at says it should be totally fine this time. No sparks. Oh, that's good. Uh, we'll see. And then we'll get really into spoilers. But don't worry, there will be a very, very distinct moment when we go into spoilers, either way. And if you're watching on YouTube or listening on YouTube, there will be a timestamp on there as well. But anyway, uh, let's get into it. Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, basically it follows the story of our, our titular character uh, having to leave his post, watching over the very famous Luke Skywalker on Tatooine to go help out in another kind of adventure and the twists and turns along the way. I think most people listening to this probably know more about like the general synopsis, but like that's, I feel like I can't say more (laughs) than that because if I do, anything is considered to be a spoiler. Uh, But in general, broad terms, Jason, how do you feel about uh, seeing Obi in this kind of in betequel, in betequel? As it were, is that I don't know how you call it, like one of those two things. But how how did you how did you like it? I uh, had zero expectations going in. Mm-hmm. Like uh, for years, I thought about what would wait for years. <laughs> for years, I thought about what would you do in an Obi Wan series, and unfortunately, uh, the Mandalorian kind of stole some of that thunder of what I would do because I was like. Uh, Okay, he's on Tatooine, so I would do adventures on Tatooine. We'd see some uh, Jawas, maybe like on a Jawa car, and we'd get all that. But they covered a lot of that in The Mandalorian. They even did a crate dragon hunt. So they even did, I was thinking like, okay, this is Obi-Wan. He's looking after a young Luke, and he's got to chase after this kid or whatever. But they kind of did that on The Mandalorian with uh, Grogu, right? So when it came to this show, I was like, I don't know what they're going to do. And you get surprised in that first episode that uh, Luke is not doesn't have a lot to do with it. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you make a good point because that's a great. I was thinking probably the same thing, too. Not as um, complex as you said or kind of the specific details. But, yeah, I was trying to think like, okay, what do you have Obi do? And one of the other issues, too, is now with Boba Fett is that you can't have it be like a Obi fights off a bunch of the Tusken Raiders thing because they've kind of made them sympathetic 
at least nowadays right, or different tribes you know you've done two series now both taking place in the sandy uh tatooine and it's like now we're gonna have another series on tatooine are you kidding me yeah no definitely and i know that mando kind of jumps around a little bit yeah. more but still i know what you mean where it's like yeah you could have him do things or he could be some sort of kind of uh person for hire on Tatooine to just kind of keep his skills sharp and because he's got what like 18 is it 18 years that he's on Tatooine just kind of hanging out yeah not doing I mean much? you can imagine in that span of time he leaves the planet every once in a while or something but yeah my original idea for the show is picture baby Luke crawling through like a construction site and Obi-Wan's like ah he's chasing <laughs> after him and he's like crawling on the girders and it's like lifting up it's like the old warner brothers cartoon oh my gosh yeah he you know he's like ah it would have been great falls into cement mixer but gets out like the back end but obi only sees him going to the cement mixer and he's like (laughs) (laughs) it's just him chasing after a baby oh i'm sorry i would say uh carbonite mixer not a cement mixer come on jimmy you idiot um yeah uh That could so it's uh it's Mr. Magoo in a way too. Like he wouldn't be Mr. Magoo, but he'd have to follow around a very um a young bumbling Luke. Um yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. I don't know if it'd be six episodes worthy, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you uh, can do six episodes. Exactly. Um yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of stuff. Like the problem is you can't have like Luke and old Ben or Obi have like a relationship because I would just love a little bit more of that. Like you're not my dad. Like it's like preteen Luke and Ben yeah, just oh like God, that sees terrible. him at the cantina and he's like he's like you don't want to drink this, Luke. And he's like you're not my dad. <laughs> that would have been great. Anyway, uh, that's not what this show is. Um, Luke, is that Death Sticks? He's like, yeah, you don't own me, man. Just taking a drag. He's like, he's like, oh. he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, your father wouldn't like this, and he's like, my, my father, my, you don't know. My, my father's father. dead. Storms off, slams yeah. the door. That's a good question. Does Luke know? Okay, it's uncle, aunt, and uncle, so he knows that they're, you know, he's not adopted, but he's like living with his aunt and uncle. So it's yeah. not like it's not really a question. So okay, so he does know. I was just thinking about that for a second. I was like, yeah, he his father died in the war. He was like a trade pilot or something like that. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, My dad loved death sticks. Uh, <laughs> Luke, stop. Uh, yeah, see, that's yeah. We would have taken it in a different direction, clearly. Um, but so you, sorry, did you say that you enjoyed this or or somewhere in the middle on this? The, the entire is? series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed a, a lot of it. Uh, the one thing that was fantastic is Ewan McGregor. He's just so good. And yeah. I love the the first episode, how it establishes a kind of uh, broken Obi-Wan who oh, yeah. he's in hiding. He's not even willing to kind of step up and help another Jedi because his one job is to protect luke and that's it and he doesn't want to get involved in anything else and he doesn't really practice the force anymore i mean he does kind of talk to qui-gon that who's not there and not answering and working packing fish and stuff yeah yeah packing meat and whatever away for his weird camel i thought that ewan mcgregor was solid throughout this entire thing yeah he is like the big draw i think 
um, besides the other person who may or may not be a spoiler. But uh, I just, I love him. I think he's a very good actor. I buy everything he does. I think I almost just want the whole show to be about him. And I know that that, they didn't do that. And I know that's kind of hard to do, but he's just so good that I'm like. And he's he's so damn photogenic. Like, he he looks fantastic in his Jedi robes or flowing in the wind and he's grizzled. He just looks great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does. He does look wonderful, and uh, he's just—he's so good. He's just so good. And this is the thing I've talked about for years on this show, even that I've wanted this out of any of the kind of proposed ideas. This was the one that I was like, I really want that because I want you and McGregor back. Because in the prequel right. trilogy, he is one of the main things that is so compelling and cool to watch because how he like changes over time and becomes like the wizened old Jedi. And I just love him. I really do. So, yeah, I'm totally right there with you. You and McGregor is the best. So good. So good. Uh, any other things you want to say about this while we're speaking in broad terms? We're st- speaking in broad terms, right? So yes. not any major plot points. So I'm going to say uh, I overall enjoyed the series. There's times that it could be incredibly goofy and staged strangely. And there's sometimes where it looks like they're on a soundstage and not a lot of Star Wars movies look like they look great and fantastic and epic in scope. But this sometimes looks small in scope, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I know this is probably a big budgeted thing, and I'm not even complaining about the budget or anything like that. I'm just saying sometimes it just came off a little weird. Sure. Or just maybe clumsy, some of the choreography or something. Uh, but overall, I'm not overly hypercritical of the show. I had a good time with it. Yeah, I think I kind of fall mostly where you do. I think one of the things that I've always seen as an issue with like a prequel thing to start off with is like, all right, for prequel stuff, like even Star Wars or Hobbit, to some degree, they try to like, go up to roughly the line of where the original thing started or where you know where the story that most of us got introduced to begins right so you're painting up into that line but this you have to like get in between two pieces and be like all right i can start from here but i can only go to here and only so much can happen and that right, right there makes it really really tough to make a compelling story i think because you can't really have like these far reaching consequences because you're like, Oh yeah, we've got like this lore on the other end of this that like everybody knows. Yeah. And it's like, that's where it's hard. I think and difficult to make your stakes, you know, realistic. I I almost wouldn't have even involved Darth Vader in this story. I would have been uh, kept it uh, into a small story, but I know that's not what they want to do. They want to involve, things we know and we've seen before and his deal with Anakin is a big deal that they have to deal with. And I understand that. I just probably would have kept it smaller if it was me, but uh, Hey, I'm not in charge of these stories. So uh, what do I know? <laughs> not yet. You're not Jason. Um, one day That's we right. will I'm be... taking over soon. I just need to bump off Dave Filoni. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Okay. Would you mind? Could you give me like a, a role in something when you get of to course. that? Part? Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks so much. Um, it's all about You'd who you know. Be a good protocol droid, Jimmy. What? Hey, no, I want to be a Sith. 
I want to. I think I'd be a great Sith because, like, you wouldn't see it coming. They'd be like, "Oh, we're gonna cast a Sith the really- Lord." Uh, well, maybe. Well, well, that'd be nice. Uh, but it'd be like, "Oh, like that nice guy," and be like, "Yeah, but he can tap into something dark." Like we see him on set, and um, he's he's very scary. Yeah, man. I wanna I wanna start cutting down some Jedi, man. It's freaking get rid of those guys anyway um oh my goodness yeah the jedi hey did you watch the prequels they're they're a bunch of jerks man they're not they're if if they would have been just a little nicer somebody needs to sit in those chairs somebody has to sit in those chairs if they would have been a little (laughs) nicer and they'd been like you know what anakin uh you could be on the council um you know just let's give them the rank of master guys like is it really that big a deal like is it worth getting us all killed over like you know that (laughs) that's what they should have thought anyway sorry yeah um they should have kept them happy yeah Sorry, uh, but yeah, I agree with you for the most part. Um, and like I said, it's so hard to talk about this without getting into spoilers, which I think it might be time for. But basically, the last question I want to ask you, Jason, is uh, for Star Wars fans and for not Star Wars fans, is this worth checking out on the good old Disney Plus? Uh, yeah, yes. Um, if you're not into Star Wars, probably you're not interested, but I don't know. That's pretty tricky. You never know which Star Wars fan you're going to get. One that hates The Last Jedi or, you know, you never know. I would just say, hey, if you're interested, just watch it. uh, And you may not just bail on the first episode if you don't like it. I don't know. Yeah. That's the nice thing about the commitment to these types of things on a streaming service is that you do not need to watch it all. It's not like a movie where you have to like go out and it's like, all right, like if you're going to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, you have to go to a theater. I say that now it's just on Disney Plus. Like, <laughs> just gave yeah, Disney Plus. So you and a you and McGregor returning was enough for me to want to tune in. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm right there with you. All right. So uh, Jason, if you are prepared, I'm just. It's not going to be a big deal. I'm going to flip the spoiler switch so we can just get right into it. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Should be fine right now. Oh, God! Oh, oh my uh, goodness. So many spoilers. So many spoilers. Jason. And apparently... I've got a bad feeling about this. This guy, he, he said he fixed it. He said he fixed it. I think there were more sparks than ever. I think there were more sparks than did there you ever happened. Did you get the guy at Cloud City to fix that? Because... Uh... <laughs> You're right. I did. I did get that guy to fix Old it. Old Bespin? Yeah, the guy with the, like, the, the bald guy with the thing around his head. Yeah, he's got the Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> I, know he, those are. I know he has a name, and I know that he looks like he could be from Star Trek, but I don't know. The uh, Sith Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor, he's got some Bluetooth headphones, too. He does. He's listening to some sick beats. It's just the Imperial March <laughs> just on. All he hears is... Doots, 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 doots. Yeah, that's why he's so angry. Um, anyway, we're going to get into spoilers, and I'm going to talk about some specific things here. Some things I really loved, Jason, because I, I like to build up, right? The introduction okay. with, like, previously on Star Wars, and they, like, oh, cut yeah. together the entirety of, like, the prequel trilogy. I loved that. I was, like, and, like, the slow turn of Anakin on Mustafar and everything. I was, like, oh, yeah. my gosh. I was, like, it we makes me. We even get to see oh. Padme die. Dude, it makes me want to go watch those immediately. I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it made it really cool. I was, like, that was sick. You were the cool. chosen one. And, like, uh, Obi, I think it's in the second episode. It might be the first, but I think it's the second where Obi has a nightmare. 
and mm-hmm. it is flashbacks to that stuff again. And I was like, oh, like I love that sort of thing. Cause like it's cool. That was to think. cool. It was almost like previously on Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got like a PTSD uh, of it all. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, big time. And he is haunted by all of these things that happen. And it's like 10 years on and he's still like, it's still a problem. And you know, continuing with that, uh, the first real thing we do get as a shot is like 66, Order 66. And I was like, man, they're going to show a little bit of this, but they'll never show Anakin killing kids. Right. And I was so happy that I was wrong. Because and while they kind of dance around it, later on you do see Hayden Christensen returning as Anakin Skywalker, walking in with clone troopers and... They they dance around it with the editing, but he's he's chopping down younglings, right. and I was like, oh my gosh, they did the thing Revenge of the Sith only hinted at, and I know this sounds sick. It's like Jimmy, why would you want to see this? Like those are those are poor children, but it is such a crucial part of his descent to the dark side that they have not really shown, and in the video game uh, that tied into the movie you get to fight like a few like there's like even a Jedi master you fight. And I always wanted to see that because there had to be a few people that Anakin fought at the temple who were not just children with lightsabers. Right. Yeah. And I feel like we're still like getting closer to that day, but I love that the shot of Anakin just coming in in the, in revenge of the Sith to the temple with all the clones, but now they kind of do it again a little bit here, but I want to see more of 66 order 66 because it's such a big deal. And they keep showing it off in all these other shows, but that was like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's ground zero, right? That's the epicenter. There, there is so much, like the fact that we played Jedi Fallen Order, the video game. Ugh. I feel like the 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 guys who made the show, they're like, they just got done playing it. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you know? there's so much stuff in this that kind of reminds you of that game. That it's kind of funny because uh, the fact that like those pupils the younglings that survived they went on to do other things sith inquisitors etc yeah that it just was so close to the jedi fallen order themes wasn't it oh very much so and you know there's still kind of that idea of like you know i've always wanted a vader show and like one of the ideas could be like vader making the inquisitor program and like taking some of the younglings and kind of you know warping them twisting them and having that that uh, sanctuary or that fortress, um, it's like the Inquisitorious something. The one that's in the yeah. ocean that's like the final um, scene in the game. And uh, I was like, okay, so like clearly they, they know about this place. It's a big deal. And um, I was like, okay, uh, yeah, you're totally right. And I'm playing through it again right now, um, like streaming it. And I'm like, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some of that that heritage there. But the other thing I do want to mention before we get more into the Inquisitors uh, is that there's in um, episode five, um, we get this kind of flashback that kind of mirrors or mimics what's happening in the episode between Obi-Wan and Vader. It's Anakin and uh, Obi training at the temple. And right. if, again, you know, I'm not, I'm not you, Jason, one day, who's going to be running the show. Who knows? But uh, had it been me... I would have structured the entire series like that episode. Uh, I would have made ah. it like all, it would have been half flashback, half like current, j- just the way that uh, Arrow used to do it, which was kind of frustrating right. in a long running TV show. But for something like this, I'm like, if you get Hayden Christensen back, 
Why oh, yeah, not use it? On Arrow, him? that was super frustrating. Yeah, it's be like, like, how long are they going to be doing this device? <laughs> yeah, we've been on the island for like five years, and then it like blew up the island. Um, but yeah, I just thought, I was like, man, this would have been a cool thing to do. I would have loved to see more of that because I loved that sequence, and it was just cool to see, like, kind of, they tried to make him look as young as they could, uh, Hayden Christensen, yeah. but they clearly both still have the moves. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Though it was cool choreography to their little spar sparring session. Yeah, and it, it's it's funny because like they are sparring, but there's like times where you're like, man, if one of them slipped up just a little bit, um, the sparring and session would have gone. They poorly. did a good job of making Anakin also seem on edge. Like this is kind of scary. He could easily just be like, I'm yeah. going to kill Obi Wan here because he's not getting how great I am, and it's pissing me off, kind of a thing, you know. And that just shows how compelling those characters are and that kind of setup was because we both know how, or everybody knows how that little sparring session is going to end. But there are genuine moments where you're like, "Uh uh-oh, like, is he going to go crazy here? Like, but you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But still, there's that part in your brain that's like, well, but still, this is weird. But I would have loved to see that and that kind of mimic some of the stories that Obi-Wan was dealing with on Tatooine or wherever else. And it would have been showing off more of their kind of the stuff that happened maybe in the Clone Wars that they didn't show, uh, things like that. But I, I loved seeing that. I love seeing those two together and I just didn't get enough of it. And I right. think their chemistry is so good. And I'm like, man, I just want to see more of that because they, they seem like genuine friends. And uh, I'm like, mm. I just I wanted more yeah, of that they, sort of thing. They were brothers, basically. They were brothers, uh, and that's why it's it's so kind of it's sad. Um, and that's one of the interesting things here because you know a lot of people look at a new hope and kind of you know their exchange there, and you know it's pretty brief. And um, this show kind of tries to lead into that a little bit better than Revenge of the Sith did, as far as like, oh, this is their first meeting in a long time. It's like, well, no, they met in between, I guess, at one point, and. Um, that's kind of the hook of the show. And I know what you said earlier right. about Vader not being in this, but I think at first it's like you get a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, Kenobi, he's pretty cool. But then it's like when you say the words Darth Vader, everybody right. looks and they're like, well, it's like Rogue One. Everybody was like, oh, that sounds like a cool story. And they're like, but Darth Vader's going to be in it. Everybody's like, I'll go see it immediately. Like, it's like you have yeah, yeah, to yeah. see it, right? Uh, you realize, like, that's like, as soon as the show started, I was like, oh, this is the story I'm going to get. Because, you yeah. know, I had no idea that young Leia was even going to be in this story yep. at all. No idea. I had no idea about that either. And I get where they picked her to be the thing that brings him off planet because it is kind of a, of equal importance, you know, down the road right. to Bill a degree. Bill has a funny line. He's like, no, I must protect the boy. He's like, well, why, why not the girl? Like, she has just, she's just as important because... People for years, you know, when you think about like, how come only Luke was the one who was the chosen? Why didn't Leia, what, was she not even considered, sure. you know, like, oh, midichlorians don't go to girls. You know, it's like, what is the reasoning here? Yeah. So I like that Bill Organa kind of uh, said like, hey, how is she less important? And he's like, eh, he's got a good point there. Yeah, it's tricky because like in the modern sensibility of it now. Definitely. And at that time, because they didn't know what was going to happen. The problem is we just know how how much more important Luke is to the original trilogy than right. Leia is. And that's Leia, Leia is equally important. She does a lot. Uh, 
Um, she does some stuff. That's for she watches her planet get blown up. Um, you know, she, I'm just kidding, Leia. She's a general. You know. She is a general. I mean, later um, on, she's in charge of like people and stuff. She is. No, I'm not saying that she isn't important. Um, she's it's Luke just, is just like ah oh, jeepers, like a lot, you know. <laughs> He's like ah oh, jeepers. I have to turn my dad <laughs> back to the good, to the light. What I gotta go to Dagobah or something. Exactly. Uh. Um. But yeah, and that's the that's the issue you have. Like again, because this is an in equal and you're kind of you have new ideas or more modern ideas that you have that you want to make and put on a thing that's you know forty or fifty years old now. Um, it's right. it's tough, right? It's it's hard to do that. But I get where like they want to be like, all right, if there's any reason to leave Luke, it's for Leia. Um, you know, to right. go save her. It just it also means that Luke is completely open to attack. Uh, so it's not like Bale yeah, had yeah. some great plan. Bale's like, I'll go to Tatooine and check He'll up on the kids. He'll be fine. Um, there was some great stuff with Leia also in uh, Obi Wan where they're uh together, and I love the moments where she's like, "Did you know my parents?" And it just like guts him. Like, oh, I. Like, my favorite is when she's like. Are you my father? And I love that Obi says like, and I, okay, the two ways you could take it, because he's like, I wish I could tell you I was. And the the way they meant it is very much like him just saying, it'd be really cool if in this scenario, I could just be like, yeah, I'm your dad. And, you know, this is weird, you know, related. The funny way yeah. that I like, like, to jokingly interpret it is be like, your mother was a very attractive woman, but I just, I couldn't because I was a Jedi. Like, you know, like, I was... <laughs> that's the comedy or the like the comedic way to go with that um but uh, i would have yeah. been your father but anakin called dibs <laughs> <laughs> i met your mother when she was the queen and she was like 14 and it would have been totally weird and i'm a jedi so i'm not your it would dad. have been inappropriate <laughs> it would have been really weird all right in but... fact it was inappropriate what your mother did have with your father exactly he's younger than her yeah he was nine um uh it's weird um yeah we just don't talk about that <laughs> i was not at her funeral i was not invited um apparently the, it was a weird thing uh yeah um which side note about that do you think well i guess uh, vader was getting turned into vader at that point maybe or it's, it's time afterwards do you think that like they held the funeral and vader like didn't go like or Palpatine let it happen, but he like was like Vader, you shouldn't go to this, or was he like Vader, you should go watch that? Like, he's, he's like, like, you he, weren't invited. Uh, like, her parents don't like you. Yeah, they're not not a huge fan. Uh, but yeah, um, so uh, we we should talk about a little bit. Li- uh, everybody calls her Little Leia. She's just Leia, young young Leia, right? Uh, yeah, and I love seeing that she is the stubborn little princess on uh, Alderaan, and her parents can't keep track of her because she runs off on her own a lot. She's she's her own person. They need a better security detail, though, because this yeah, keeps happening. Uh, a lot of people I saw on Twitter made fun of that scene where she's getting kidnapped and she's running away from all the bad guys. And they're like, what is this scene? And she's ducking under branches and stuff. They all thought it was a little ridiculous, but... Yeah, uh, they're adding I'm that action. As, I'm not as judgmental or anything like that. I was mostly pulled out of the movie because Flea Needles from Back to the Future 2 was one of the uh, kidnappers. <laughs> I didn't know that was who that was. And I remember Flea. seeing him. Yeah. And I was like, this guy looks like he's from like, like a different thing altogether. It's kind of like the the people in um, Boba Fett who were like the cyberpunk 
like they had the little Vespas. Like yeah. Those, and I remember thinking, like, this doesn't seem like a Star Wars thing. Because, like, when I saw him, I'm like, you don't look like a like a Star Wars dude, like, or something. And that's not that he couldn't be. But at first I was like, is this like a, is this like a thing that I don't know about? Is this like a, is this like a lore thing? Is this like a lore yeah. character? I've, I've, He's I just what know. you call an individual. He's an individual. Um, By yeah, the way, Alderaan, nice place. I'd love to uh, see that place again. Someday. I was going to say, that was one of the nice things about this is that like Alderaan, it does get some time to shine and they do show it off. And it's like, oh, it's like a really pretty, beautiful, peaceful place that's, um, Leia cannot prevent having it be exploded. Um, but you know, that's just what happens. Yeah, man. all yeah. of these people die. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? This would have oh. been the time, though, to jokingly have like her mom tell her she'd be like, "Oh, Leia, don't talk to me. Like, you need to speak with a, a higher accent or something." And that's where like her faux British accent in the beginning of A New Hope could have come into place and be like, "When you're addressing someone like this, you must talk in some sort of haughty accent, you know, or something like that." That would have been a funny like little thing because Leia's got like. 10 seconds of British accent, I think, in A New Hope that goes away really quick um, or something. But uh, yeah, Alderaan looked like a nice place. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I thought originally when she got kidnapped, I was like, oh, it's the cousin, the cousin that hates her. I was like, the cousin and the cousin's family hates the, the Organa clan. And this is the reason she's getting kidnapped. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, I thought that's the way they were going. And I was like, no, 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 this is it's completely different. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so we we need to talk about the Inquisitors, especially yes. Reva, because they show up on Tatooine looking for a Jedi who's been helping people. At first, you're like, oh, what has Obi-Wan been doing? But it's not Obi-Wan at all. It's another guy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Some other and, guy who gets messed up. Yeah, I love that the guy comes to Obi-Wan for help, and he's like, I can't help you. You're on your own. And he's just like, really? Uh, okay. <laughs> later on, he sees him strung up in town where... Did you get the feeling that the townspeople killed him and hung him up there? No. <laughs> no, or I don't think the, so. I think the did Inquisitors, the Inquisitors did it. do that. Yeah, the Inquisitors did that. I think it's funny that you thought that, though. Like, they, like, mobbed yeah, up on him. Just Well, because the Inquisitors kept bothering everybody. It's like, the only way we're going to get rid of these people, we go kill that Jedi ourselves. How powerful of that scene would have been, like, people with pitchforks and stuff, they go, they're hunting him down. He's like, no, you. I'll, I'll help you. And they just, you know, take him out. That would have well, been terrible. And then he ignites his lightsaber and he says, I'll do what I must. Uh, <laughs> <starts laughs> fighting townspeople. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that's the Inquisitors. And or like, I guess a way around that to kind of incorporate what you're talking about is like some of the townspeople who were kind of on the fence might have seen an exchange and then went and told the Inquisitors and been like, right. You know, I, I don't want my family to get hurt, but I just want you guys to know that like he's over there, like, you know, kind of point him out. But, yeah, they're offering credits and uh Yeah, man. Hey, that's good money, right? That's some good money. And who do you why would you care about these these crazy telekinetic yeah, because people? They yeah. the Empire tells everyone that the Jedi, they were trying to overthrow them. They were traitors. So Yeah, exactly. So why would yeah. You help them? We're talking about uh Reva here who is in that first scene I kind of talked about the Order 66. She's a youngling or was a youngling back um during Order 66. Yeah, um, they, we don't know that right away, but you put it together easily because you see a little girl at the very beginning. And I remember thinking, that, oh, she's a little girl because we have this frame of mind because we played Jedi Fallen Order. But people who haven't might not put that together right away. Sure. And I guess like and maybe you people wouldn't think about it like I did. But I was like, all right, the first shot of this show called Kenobi has nothing to do with Kenobi. And I was like, why would you show that? it's not just to be cool there's a reason and then it's like okay later on that's the reason you know like okay all right yeah. cool um 
So, yeah, uh, you put it together and you find out that she's been she was stabbed originally by Anakin and survived and then got turned into being an Inquisitor at some point later on. Um, I'm sure they'll flush that out eventually, but they don't do that on the show. And she's a very kind of stubborn Inquisitor where her boss, the Grand Inquisitor, is always yelling at her. And so yeah. is the other guy, the the fifth brother. He's like, knock it off. <laughs> you know, like you're stepping out of line. And like she even chops a woman's hand off at one point. She does. Uh, yeah, she's kind of a loose cannon, basically. Yes. Yeah, very much so. And uh, it's it's a little it's like, OK, I get it. Um, and she has a lot of rage. The The thing that's interesting about her is that her whole plan is to like do this for a certain amount of time until she gets her moment to like stab Vader in the back because all she wants to do is lure him out. She's not really after Kenobi. Yeah. It's more like she wants to rise in rank and then get close to Vader. That way she can take him out. Yeah. And her whole point is like at first you're like, oh, she hates Kenobi because he wasn't there to help with Order 66. And right. of course, like, I don't know why she can't put two and two together that maybe like maybe he was under assault as well. Yeah, maybe um, <laughs> I was being hunted down too, lady. Yeah, it's Come like, on. Just show that shot of him and Utapau getting blasted with his lizard. It'd be funny if he just said, like, I was busy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I was very busy at the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that whole kind of you find out later on that that's the whole point. And I was like, man, this is like your plan to kill Vader. And as I okay, and full disclosure, everyone, I am a massive Darth Vader fan. Um, and not that owning a bunch of Darth Vader paraphernalia or having wallpapers on my computer makes it like, oh, that like justifies me as a fan. I'm just a really big fan of Vader. But I've also thought if I were to try to take Darth Vader down, how would I do it? Um, and I, I don't know. I would, I would have a great, I would have like four or five backups put into my plan. <laughs> Because no matter what, your first idea is probably not going to work. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. if you're going to assassinate Darth Vader, you better come with like her plan was games. terrible. Let's face it; it was not a good plan. No, um, which is it's too bad because you're like I'm like okay, I can kind of sympathize. Where I'm like okay, I can see where she's she hates this guy, she wants her revenge, but there's got to be there are other ways in which to do it. Um, and we're, we're kind of we're covering a lot of the show here, but like basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah that moment that she gets where she's going to attack him. Um, Vader's like, I saw this coming a mile away. I knew you were the little girl I stabbed. Like, I knew that this yeah, was going to happen just... at some point. I'm using you, um, even though Obi's using you now to like kill me, which I was thinking for a moment too, like what if she had succeeded in an alternate timeline, killed Vader? Like, would Obi feel bad at all? He's like, ah, I sent someone else to do my dirty work. Like, <laughs> he's like, eh, you go yeah. finish what I, I started. Um, but that I just uh, think yeah. Reva's an interesting part of the show that we didn't know we were going to deal with. We she comes off as a really bad person you can't wait to get killed when they first introduce her. Sure. And then yeah. they try to kind of spell out more about her that becomes more interesting over time. Yeah. And uh I I like that much. So much towards like if we're just skipping around here, yes, towards yeah. the end when uh Darth Vader figures her out and he stabs her or whatever. I'm not sure how she lived through that. And I'm not sure how she got back to Tatooine like that. <laughs> right. And I'm not even sure what her plan is in that final episode. Did you, were you, did you ever say during that final episode, like, what is she doing? I was confused because, you know, after her fight with Vader and we'll get specifically in about the fights, um, it kind of like there, you're like, okay, she's kind of, 
you know, she's done with Vader, but she finds out that Luke, um, through this transmission that Bail Organa had sent to Obi-Wan. Yeah, by the way, hey, Bail, use code words or something. Yeah, I, the thing is, like, they, like, I get they have to move the plot in a certain direction. I'm just like, Bail, come on, man. Like, you used to be so clandestine, and now it's just freaking dropping the ball. I'm going to meet you at your apartment on Tatooine, you know, your hideout. (laughs) All right, it's the one next to Anchorhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to meet you there, okay? It's like, oh, I know exactly where he is now. Yeah, it's like. It's weird. I was thinking the point was, you know, for her to go there was to be like, oh, this kid, you know, whoever he is, is really important to Vader. And if I kill Mm -hmm. the kid, it'll be like, haha, Vader, I killed this kid that's important to you. And I was thinking, like, that's your plan? I was like, because right there, like, if you showed Vader that, he'd be like, I didn't know I I had a kid. I mean, I don't like when shows kind of treat us like idiots, like they spell everything out. But at that point, I was like, what is she doing? What is her plan? No, exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. And that's why I was confused. Because, yeah, you're right. You, I totally agree. I don't want everything laid out in front of me, but I also don't want it to be so ambiguous where I'm like, um, what? Yeah. Yeah. So she has the opportunity to kill Luke. She doesn't take it. Because, you know, she looks at Luke and she kind of, she sympathizes, empathizes. It's like, man, I was a youngling once and I probably shouldn't, like, stab this child. I didn't like getting stabbed when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I was a kid, it wasn't great. Um, So uh, she spares him and uh, you're like, okay, yeah, she has to spare him, right? But By at- the way, Uncle Owen, Aunt Beru, they stepped up. They did step up. Um, I thought they were going to have more of a plan. Like, I was thinking, I was like, okay, so they've got, like, some explosives somewhere. I'm like, if someone's coming to kill Luke, and you're pretty sure it's, like, some sort of kind of pseudo-Jedi, I'd be yeah. like, all right, we're going to have some... I would have so many traps. I would home alone it, man. I would I home know, alone like, it so hard. How cool would it have been if they just said something like, get the womp, uh, get the wampa net or something? You know, something that Dude, they yeah. have to deal with. They're on Tatooine. They have some kind of trap set up for uh, Tusken Raiders, but they use it on her or something. Yeah, it would have to. What would it be? A banthanet? Yeah, <laughs> a banthanet. It's a banthanet. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, that would be uh, that would be great. Um, but yeah, so they kind of do all that stuff, and it's like it kind of leads, kind of to nowhere, but it kind of gives her pseudo redemption, maybe. And I'm I'm really thinking that there's a chance that you know, they've got this idea for her own spinoff show, and for that. Riva. Yeah, and that maybe they're going to try to explore way more with her in something else. Did you get that vibe, too? Yeah, yeah. She's going to show up again somewhere. Like, I was wondering, like, uh, I didn't know, but I was almost wondering if, like, Obi-Wan is like, don't worry, Luke will be fine. And they show, like, Reva, like, sitting in the hills, like, with her, uh, you know, binoculars, just keeping an eye or something. I don't know. Like, he's got people working in shifts now. I don't know. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's like, all right, if you find out about Luke, then you got to stay. You got to hang Here's out. Here's the way: there needs to be a panic button there on the homestead, and it needs to go directly to a watch on Obi Wan, and Obi Wan needs to get rid of the the Eopi thing, whatever that's called, and get like a swoop bike so he can yeah. get there quickly. Get there quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he just finds out that Luke was um, just being being naughty and was tampering with something and he's like well, he was smoking death you? sticks again <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone obi i found this weird cave i used to live in this cave yeah no you didn't uh 
That's why it smells terrible. It's like, ooh, burn. My real dad would never sleep in a cave. Um, <laughs> or something. You're like, why are you talking? Your father about this? is dead. Oh my god, <laughs> Obi Wan, you've gone too far. He's dead, and I, I'm pretty sure. But actually, no, not anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the Reva stuff. Um, and I don't know. It's yeah. it's so curious because I, I want to know what they want to do with her in the future. Because what's funny is the the Inquisitors come off to me as kind of like they're all kind of vying for a better position under Darth Vader. Totally. And Darth Vader doesn't give a crap about any of them. No, he does not care. Ever. No, he doesn't care about anybody. Uh, I think the only one he cares about really right now are like Obi and the Emperor. Like those are the two people, and everybody else he's like, yeah, I don't care. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's an interesting show. Like. I don't know. They um, <laughs> they do this thing where there are like these moments where like I stood up and was cheering when he fought Riva because the way he fought Riva was so like what the way I thought that character would tackle it. Because there's this moment later on where Obi's escaping with all these people and they're just out of reach and Vader and Riva show up to get him. And Reva kind of set it up where she would get her chance to attack Vader. And she right. does. And he like he's like, yeah, I saw it coming. And they have a fight. And and he's sitting there. And she's like swinging at him. And he's just force pushing her around. And like yeah. he's like, it's not even a thing. And then... He's just toying with her. And then they do the thing, which I was so happy to see. It's kind of Grievous-like. Because all the Inquisitors have this kind of like double-sided helicopter spinning style lightsaber that they can wield and it can start spinning right. around it's really scary but for vader he doesn't care and like she's using this and it's like he's like whatever and takes it from her breaks it apart and he has two lightsabers for one second and my brain broke because i was like i never thought of darth vader with two lightsabers i don't know why yeah. but i saw that and i was like amazing and then he did that thing i love seeing in like movies and tv where he takes one of them and like he throws it to her on the ground like all right, you want to fight? Let's do it. Because that's like, like you want to tussle. It's the biggest <laughs> power move you can do because, like, usually in fights, it's like it's so like back and forth. And then when the person gets yeah. the opportunity, they win. But this is well, like I have yeah, the opportunity. Like, I'm gonna. I'm still gonna give you a chance to keep fighting. This me. is what you've planned your whole life for to fight me. Let's go. And it's just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> This isn't like how I pictured in my head. Uh, exactly. And just him being like so confident. He's like, I'm going to give you part of your weapon back if you really think you can take me when you had both of them a second ago and you still couldn't fight me. I'm like, oh, and he doesn't even use his own lightsaber. It's like so great. And I was like, yes, yeah. that whole thing for me. And then when we finally get the true fight between Obi and Vader because they do have a, a little kind of back and forth in this quarry kind of thing where Obi kind of runs around in the dark and Vader yeah, chase after Obi-Wan's just running scared and by the way that scene where he's hiding in that room looking out the window and you just see Darth Vader walking up and he's kind uh, of like toying with people and he kills a kid by snapping his neck and dragging a lady along the ground it just the way Ewan McGregor sells the horror in his face, kind of like that used to be my friend and he's, he's this monster now. I'm so happy you brought that up because that was like when the show for me really kicked into high gear because I was so excited to see Vader in all his glory. Cause he looks so good and he starts doing this stuff. And I thought like when he first brought that person up with the force and you know, they're in that town and Obi's hiding, I thought he was going to be like, 
come out, Obi, you know, or something like to that level. And he does it and he just starts snapping necks and dragging people around. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, yes. And it kind of um, escalated that, that kind of like running around. I wasn't as big a fan of like the running around the quarry sequence, but when Vader finally got a hold yeah. of him and starts dragging him through like the, um, this kind of debris that he sets on fire, like this kind of flammable material. And he started yeah. like basically making him suffer. I was like, that's because Vader doesn't want to kill him. And I loved that. I was like, this is great. And I was like, this you is were, good. I love the realization. Uh, also, Obi-Wan, he sees him for the first time and he's like in the Darth Vader outfit. And he's like, what happened to you? And he's like, I am what you made me. Because yes. you realize that Darth Vader takes no responsibility for anything that happened to him. He blames it all on Obi-Wan. Yeah. And he wants to burn him back. Oh, exactly. And I, I think the reveal at the end of the second episode where Reva tells Obi, I would have rather had that have been Vader in that sequence where like Obi's like, man, this guy has got it out for me. I have absolutely no idea who he is. And they start fighting. And then he says something that kind of clues Obi off. And he'd be like, Anakin? And like, you know, that would have been like, oh, my gosh, like in that moment. Uh, yeah, that would have been, been cool. That would have been so cool. And we kind of do get it later on when they do have their final big fight, um, which yeah. looks great. Um, they don't, you know, they did, they made a choice with the kind of the camera movement and the kind of the shakiness of the whole thing. And which is fine. It was just like a different artistic way to approach it. I right. just, a I lot miss of it's hand feels handheld. Exactly. I miss just like the static, like, and I, again, I grew up, not only original trilogy but prequel trilogy where like i know these guys can fight so i'm like you could put a camera somewhere and do like a like a wide shot or a medium shot and right. you can it'll be fine it'll look really yeah, good don't don't get overly cute just let them fight and let us see it yeah because you know they can do it and they they do some of their their old tricks and moves and stances that you see from the prequels yeah, yeah. and you're like i'm like oh that's so good um and that fight sequence is pretty great. And you start you know, to... Obi-Wan does the point stance. The point stance. We love it. It's so yes. good. Great uh, callback. Great callback. But uh, we, we do get like some kind of exaggerated force powers, which I was happy to see. Um, we see yeah. Vader kind of make like the ground disappear underneath Obi-Wan and bury him. Um, well, what's funny is when Obi-Wan wants the big pillar to fall on him he's just like oh you got your powers back yeah push and he just like launches like a mile away and it's like but you're still not as powerful as me yeah <laughs> you know? it's like he says something he's like oh you're strong with the force but you still are weak or something like that and i was like <laughs> yeah. oh it's so good uh but and I, then he buries Obi-Wan alive, basically. Well, and I saw someone else talk about this, and I was like, oh, would it have been too on the nose for Vader standing over Obi-Wan to say, it's over, Master. I have the high ground. Like that, would, I gotta, I would have laughed out loud and been like, that's a great line for that spot. That yeah, right? Good. It, they could still do it. That's the thing is you could edit that in still because like you don't see Vader's lips move or anything. That would have been perfect to just be so vengeful. So when Vader, uh, Vader was uh, burying him, I was like, oh, he's just using cheese tactics now. Cheese just tactics. fight him saber to saber, you know? Yeah, and there's a lot in this show of like very james bond villainy like uh, they're probably dead and like kind of walk <laughs> away and i'm like you gotta like maybe star wars confirming kills is not a thing i'm like you gotta I do like, like gotta when know. obi-wan what pulls him out of that in using the force and pushing the rocks is just thinking of luke and leia gets him out of there yeah but i love the fact that he's running up behind darth vader he's not like hey I'm still alive. Come on. But yeah. he's like, I'm going to go hit him right now while he's not looking. <laughs> and chop That's his what head it off. felt like. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and that was great. And then we get that kind of the continuation of that fight where Obi is going like just crazy on Vader. Um, does like that whole he picks up like a thousand rocks um, yeah. and starts whipping Vader. I was like, it's it was getting to that point where I'm like, oh man, we're almost at Force Unleashed levels. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, here I we do go. Love that shot where he's just like, and all the rocks go like behind him, and it's like, whoa, because Obi Wan even in the prequels doesn't really use that much yeah. force power. No. He mostly fights with his uh, lightsaber. Yeah, he's very defensive. His play style right. is very defensive. And then But he, he's yeah. now he's like, "Oh, you I got cheese tactics too, dude." <laughs> yeah. Uh and then he finally gets that kind of slice on Vader's helmet and we get to see Anakin underneath or you know what used to be Anakin. And it's I a do sh- love that strained breathing Darth Vader sound that it they use. It makes me like, so sad, dude. Like it may- yeah. it's like when I'm playing Monster Hunter and I see the monsters start to limp away. Like there's a, there's yeah. like a shift, like a 180 in me that's like, this like, guy is oh. the worst. And then I'm like, oh, what a poor baby. You like, realize that Darth Vader's only as strong as his suit is protecting him. Yeah, exactly. And that like when Obi starts to realize or like realize, okay, this is the moment I need to go for the suit. And then when the suit starts getting messed up, he's going to have problems. And when he sees him suffering inside that suit, kind of like part of his face, uh, you, you and McGregor sells it so well. that just so his teary eyes. He's like, I am so sorry, Anakin. Yeah. It's just like, Anakin's dead. Yeah. Anakin, yeah. And he says that whole thing where he's like, he's like, and I killed him and I'm going to destroy you too. And there's that fun little, like his eye that you see is like, it's kind of in the blue for a second, but then it goes full red when like Vader quote unquote starts talking and his voice modulator keeps switching between him, Anakin and Vader. And yeah, it's, that was it's pretty so cool. weird. And it's so cool. The thing is, we've seen this before. It was, um, I believe in force unleashed where you get that kind of like helmet kind of reveal a little bit but then they also did it in rebels a lot where ahsoka fights vader and then cuts yeah, off apart and ahsoka then just, like, does anakin. the exact same thing and is like anakin because they did that in star wars rebels where she didn't know who darth vader was exactly so maybe that's why they didn't want to do what i was suggesting earlier but i still think it'd be cooler for obi to kind of be like oh i i think that could be him and then have this be the moment where he's like oh my god like i'm so i should have like force pushed you into the lava buddy like i'm so sorry like basically um, he bests vader here because he gets his confidence back and is realizes that he needs the force and he needs to be the best he is to protect luke and leia or whatever and uh he could probably take out vader here but it's almost like the same thing vader did with reva or i even think of the emperor did with darth maul in that episode of the Clone Wars, yeah, it's almost like you're so pathetic. I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I. It kind of frustrates me because, like, this whole like leaving them alive, and again, it's an in betweenquel or whatever. And yeah, we it, know he can't kill Darth Vader here. I just wish there was a different way that they could have ended it because he kind of says dismissively, like, "Oh, whatever, Darth," and you kind of is like, "See you later." Um, and how about? Huh? How about right when he's going to kill Darth Vader, the Grand Inquisitor and another Inquisitor Ooh. shows up and, he, and Obi-Wan's just like, okay, I'm out of here. And he takes off. That would have been cool. Um, yeah, that'd be. And you know what? There. Oh, mm, Jason. Okay. See, you already get my, my brain spinning. So I'm like, okay, you do that. And then you have like the Grand Inquisitor save Vader. And then you get this thing where if you do a Vader TV show, the Grand Inquisitor is like, he sees that Vader is not invulnerable. And he's like, maybe I could be the top dog like i saved him from obi-wan at that one time remember and he's thinking the whole time like 
I could get I could be the main dude. Like what a, that, what about this as they show up and uh Obi-Wan takes off and you see like the fifth brother, he's kind of cocking his head at Vader. He's just like I could take him out right now. Yeah. And Vader all of a sudden goes and a blade goes right through the guy and he's like did you really think I didn't see it? So just like he said to Reva, like Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like all the inquisitors are out to get him. Yeah, totally. Something like that would be excellent, I think. Would be so cool. So yeah, I'm right there with you. That would uh Jason C, look, immediately you have a great a great idea there. It's not a horrible way to end it where he just kind of is like, I'm not I'm not gonna deal with this. He just kind of says at the beginning of this episode, he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back there. I wanna do this, I'm gonna finish what I started. I do like when he says, you know, Anakin's dead and I killed him or whatever. He's like, you know, you didn't kill Anakin. I did. Uh, Obi-Wan says, okay, well, uh, bye, Darth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that way it's a little less weird in A New Hope when he calls him Darth. (laughs) You're like, oh, okay. Um, The master of evil, Dolph. Yeah. uh, Because also you get the idea there that when he tells Luke that your father was murdered by a man called Darth Vader. He's not lying. He's pretty much telling him yeah. what Anakin said to him, that, hey, Anakin's dead and I killed him. From a certain point of view. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> From a certain a... point of view? Luke's just like, how? Okay. All right. Well, um... also, can I just say poor young Luke didn't have much to do and like Leia stole the limelight from them see totally. i'm just saying that they're trying they're trying to balance it out um yeah, i yeah. get it uh that's because I, uh, you know leia was important here and luke's very important in the original trilogy they're balancing it out it's all yeah, right i liked young leia and their the way they uh their little camaraderie it kind of got lost in the the middle kind of episodes where they kind of had more going on but yeah i just want to talk about the episode where they go to the in- Inquisitorious. What is that place called? Inquisit- uh, I'll have to look it up. It's like Sanctum Inquisitorious or something like that. That whole scene where he finds the Jedi, like all in amber, like Jurassic Park, <laughs> you know, yeah. like mosquito in amber. I thought that was awesome and horrific. I also love the character of Tala. She was great. The undercover oh, Imperial. D- yeah, the one like the the potential future flame for Obi that just goes out pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, she died in a dramatic fashion. May the force be with you. And he's like, no, boom, whatever. I, when that happened, I was like, couldn't she have just thrown the grenade or okay. You know, uh, it's time for her to go out. Dude. Okay. The, the pro- that's the problem with thermal detonators. Maybe they're in short supply, but I feel like for a lot of people, like if you were going to, I don't know, maybe they're harder to get, but I'm thinking like, if you're going to try to kill Vader or if you're going to try to kill Reva, or if you're going to try to kill anybody in star Wars, I feel like thermal detonators are like a really solid way to do it, right? Like, right. Because they seem to be pretty, like, pretty powerful. It's like, bloop, and you're like, Whoa. yeah, they are. Uh, it, she took out like fifty stormtroopers there. Took it <laughs> out, yeah, yeah, a lot. The thing I really like, we were talking about. I really like this show and everything. I thought it was great. There's sometimes where things are just goofy. Yeah, and one of them is that that when they're uh, fighting off all the troopers and stuff. And Obi-Wan's like, no way, I know what to do. Uh, Obi, I mean, Anakin has to win, so I'm going to turn myself in. And so he goes out and turns himself into Reva, but he ends up just coming right back. It's just kind of goofy how that happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was also wondering, because he's like, all right, 
set up a meeting and they like they shoot to later on i think it's like the death trooper captain is like up at the door like kind of listening and then they kind of like runs back and is, is like relays the information i was thinking like how did they how did they get him to stop shooting at the door like long enough yeah, to yeah. be like <laughs> and also that scene they're shooting at the door trying to get it open and then reva talks to uh obi-wan and she gets pissed off and just stabs her saber through it and cuts the door open anyway and i'm That's, like oh yeah. wait her lightsaber opened it but the giant cannon couldn't do i know it. i was when they first went she's like we gotta shoot this door i was like you have a skeleton key on your belt <laughs> and you can use it like go here's just an- stab here's the door. another part i thought was goofy they're chasing all of them in the star destroyer they're forever like okay put the dis- Collector shield in the back and we can hold them off for a while we're trying to fix the hyperdrive and obi-wan's like well i need to go they'll follow me and they're like no don't do that and he's like yes i got to well meanwhile on the star destroyer darth vader's like we must follow obi-wan and he's like sir we must follow them because they if they get away we'll never find them again i think we should follow them and he's like, no, we're following Obi-Wan. They're like, okay. So they follow Obi-Wan. And he's like, bring me my shuttle and I will follow it. And it's like, why didn't you just do the shuttle then and follow him? And we could have gone that way. You know, just stuff like that kind of drove me crazy. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's like a lot of things in the episodes where I, I this is the thing, man. I feel like when they said, you know, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, maybe it's just it, they don't apply logically to the same rules we do here, right? So maybe <laughs> some of this stuff is just lost on them, like they don't think to do it. Yeah. Uh, so, and I get where it's like maybe it's just like storytelling or whatever else, uh, but I know what you mean because like I think we have such a suspension of disbelief for a lot of this stuff in the first place that the kind of <laughs> the nuts and bolts of situations start to really bother us when it builds up too right. much, where you're like. You shouldn't be thinking about this. You shouldn't be like, yeah, yeah. why is this happening? Like, I, That's why stuff like that, when it pulls me out of it, I get a little annoyed. It's like, you guys could have done this tighter. You know, yeah. I shouldn't be thinking about this right now. I should be thinking about the camaraderie between uh, Obi-Wan and he's trying to predict Leia and that he's got to sacrifice himself to save her. And then uh, Darth, he needs to face Darth Vader. But instead, I'm thinking about like, why didn't they just separate ships? Don't they have TIE fighters aboard? Like, we're the TIE fighters right now. I shouldn't be thinking about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's it's curious. It is curious because it's like these shows. And I wonder, too, like, I'm so curious to know what the timeline is on some of these things when they make them. Because it seems like they're making so much stuff right now to put on disney plus that maybe some of this stuff had it been like a two and a half hour film you wouldn't have these things that you're thinking about because it would be so much tighter and it wouldn't be like oh we we didn't have to worry about that because that scene wasn't in here or they never went to the fortress inquisitorious or whatever like you know stuff like that but which side note that place needs to get some better glass because between this and jedi fallen order man like if anybody inadvertently shoots one of those windows that's another thing it's like (laughs) i that moment with the glass was like did they just finish playing jedi fallen order (laughs) you know like he swims the same way to the place and then there's the part with the glass and but i mean it's okay i thought it was kind of cool but also it was so heavily influenced by that wasn't it it seems to be it seems that way for sure and again i wonder if it's just that like most people like most of the people watching this probably never played through jedi fallen order or if they did they maybe never got to the ending sequence where he goes there 
and that was never a consideration. But yeah, I just think like, okay, just make a different fortress somewhere else and give them different problems to have, you know, like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this that I liked and I loved, you know, different references and stuff didn't drive me nuts or anything like that. There is the one reference at the end though, that I was like, yes. And you know what that is, right? Oh, are we talking about the big guy himself? Oh, you mean at the very end with like where he's like, "Would you like to meet him to meet yep. Luke?" Yep, they had to do. And it. I'm like, "What is he going to say? What's this going to be like? What's going to happen? How is this little repartee going to go?" But he's just like, "Hello there." I love that the simplicity of that, and it I did enjoy that a lot. If you watch that and then watch how he says it in Revenge of the Sith. That's just like his acting right there too, because he says it in a different way. Uh, he doesn't say it exactly the same way because it's a different person. He's not trying to be a cocky jerk like he is in Revenge of the Sith. Um, right. And this, he's just kind of like, "Hello there," like kind of like, "Hello, little boy," like kind of thing. What was and, funny is I even explained to Heather. I was like, you know, when I was like, "Oh, they did it!" Like there, and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "That's the first thing Obi Wan says in Star Wars. He says it to R two D two. He says, Hello there.'" Oh my gosh, I'd forgotten about that. I just I always think of it as the Revenge of the Sith line, but yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it's a callback. Oh, it's a callback and a callback. Multiple callbacks. So many call. I just so many callbacks. I thought you were referring to the lovely Ian McDermott coming back as Emperor Palpatine, baby. Oh, oh yes. I was like, look at him. There he is. I was like, I love. He's ah. like, perhaps you're dwelling on this too much because he kicked your ass, Lord Vader. He's <laughs> like, oh, I gotta go. Hangs up on him. That's one of my favorite things. It'd be things. funny if the Emperor's just like, oh, he got you good, didn't he? He's just like getting him really fired up. <laughs> See, that's the thing about their relationship, though. Like, unlike many, many Jedi as well, master-apprentice relationships, like the way that Emperor Palpatine has always typically spoken to Anakin is as a friend or as like a confidant. It's not really, we haven't seen it so much where it's like, you know, you are mine, like you work for me. And I think a lot of it is purposeful because he's like, yeah, this guy, like he might be kind of messed up now, but like, I don't really want to mess with him because he's, he's still very scary. Like (laughs) he's still a very scary person. So it's not until return of the Jedi that in front of Darth Vader and he's trying to, uh he's basically telling luke it's hopeless that he's like yeah your father's mine and you will be mine too like yeah. that's when he's like really saying it yeah that's that's decades of abuse though finally set in it's like when they're talking yeah one of my favorite scenes in all star wars is the return of the jedi and um you know vader clicks on the green lightsaber it's like oh you cr- construct your own lightsaber and you know luke's like you don't have to do this like you, you can come with me and he's like i'm sorry it's too late for me like you know, i i i work for him now and it's like, oh, yeah. it's like poor Vader. Uh, that the scene in Return of the Jedi were, uh, you know, the father, please. And he's like electrocuting him and everything. And you just see Darth Vader kind of like, mm, maybe he kind of turns and looks at the Emperor and then looks back at Luke and he's like getting electrocuted. Uh, I saw that in Westwood in California, uh, you know, in L.A. where you live now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a pack theater opening day. Cool. And that scene where he grabs the emperor, it was definitely loud. Like everyone's like, ah! I remember just like, you couldn't even hear the movie. People were like freaking out. And, you know, he picks up the emperor and he's like, throws him down. I just remember like, that was the most like goosebumps all over your body, like hair raising on the back of your neck moment I've ever seen in a movie. And just like the entire audience was 
flipping out. Yeah. That's uh, because it was distilled down to pure redemption for a character in one right. maneuver. Like, you're, it, like not that it erases every bad thing he's ever done, but you're like, wow, not only did he break the cycle of abuse, but he, like, he did it, saved his son, like, saved the galaxy in one maneuver. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> it's very cool. Uh, yeah. But- Until Rise of Skywalker, where uh, Poe Dameron says, somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> Dude, Poe is force sensitive and just, he knows. He's like, but somehow he's back. Don't you even worry about it. Um, we just put it in the script, guys. Just go along with us. Okay. okay. I-, I love Oscar Isaac. Uh, I really do. Yeah, um, he, he did. He worked with what he had there. I know? love him. Um, yeah, I just, I like to imagine him reading that and he's like, wait, what? I have to say this like do i know does anyone know and they're like no nobody knows he's just back and it's like okay all right i gotta say uh this entire uh obi-wan series it was worth it for that final duel between them yeah and yeah i agree the broken anakin behind the darth vader mask that whole scene i think ewan mcgregor sold it totally yeah that was probably my favorite moment in the whole series but also my favorite moment towards the end was when he is saying goodbye to Leia and he says, before you asked about your parents, I did know your parents. And he basically says all these qualities you got from your mother and then all these qualities you got from your father. Yeah. And they were both dear friends of, I thought that was really well done. That whole scene. I'm happy too that. Like they didn't cheap out and just say like all the good things about you are from your mom and some of the bad things you've got. Well, that's your dad. It's like, no, he said really <laughs> nice things about him. And I was like, Oh, that's fairly nice. Like there's a cruel streak in you. And I know where you get that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, was, but like yeah. he remembers his friend Anakin now, yeah. you know, like, He's not just the guy who killed the younglings. That was Darth Vader. He was consumed by the dark side, you know, yeah. and his friend that he loved is gone. And that friend was a good person. And, you know, you could still make the case that one of the reasons besides just Padme was Leia and Luke that Anakin was doing all this. He didn't know there'd be two kids, but he's like, man, I got to do everything I can to protect my family. And yeah. I think that makes it a little more understandable why he went so insanely crazy and evil like it was like okay but it also had kind of been bubbling for a while and he kind of wanted an excuse to mess up mace windu and stuff but yeah i you know like that I, I would have totally retconned all this where obi-wan was their father and you find that out <laughs> yeah. just totally blow everyone's mind like what and flashbacks with padme oh my gosh people would be so frustrated having an affair behind anakin's back oh my god it would have been great <laughs> no i <laughs> okay, I take back what I said earlier. I don't think you should be running it. Um, no, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, you messed up everything. No, um, I was gonna say. Uh, okay, does quick quick question? Like, do, maybe people know this. People are listening to this. Maybe you know this, Jason. Does Bail Organa know? Like, I think not everybody knows about Darth Vader because, like, I think some people like to think that everyone knows about Vader, but it seems like he shows up at places. And people just know he's from the Empire. They don't necessarily know him as much until later on but does bale know it's anakin i have no idea because if so uh like that's it's good to know but then he would you know because he's still a senator that he might run into this guy once in a while but that it would be kind of weird but if he doesn't i feel like obi should have been like when he's shaking his head be like oh yeah not a big thing 
but uh, Leia's biological father, Anakin, you remember him from 10 years ago. I thought I killed him. I told you guys I had killed him. Uh, and uh, believe it or not, he's alive. Um, so just yeah. be watching out for that. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, right. hmm. hmm. So that's where you could kind of tie it in maybe more so now. Like if you do a Vader show, you could have Vader and Bale kind of know about each other. And that's one of the reasons why Vader kind of like lets Alderaan get blown up. Cause he's like, yeah, that guy sucked. Like he took my kid. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, eh. Except well, he doesn't I, know I do about Leia. Like, I don't know. That, it's weird. I love that. They basically Darth Vader doesn't know about, uh, Leia for the longest time. Yeah. until return of the Jedi. Right. Right. Until return of the Jedi. And, uh, I, he didn't, I mean, obviously, he knew who Luke was because they kept the last name Luke. Sky- or they kept Skywalker as his last name. Yeah. When the, the guy who blew up the Death Star becomes famous, it's Luke Skywalker. He's the guy who did it. I mean, he knew that's that guy's related to me. That's my son or whatever. Yeah. But they kept uh, Leia better hidden because they changed her name. Mm-hmm. You know, her last name. Yeah. Leia Skywalker. Hmm. I think she might be related to me, you know. It's yeah. just like they probably should have changed Luke's last name, but that's besides the point. I'm just saying this is like getting into weird nitpicky stuff. Right. I don't think exactly. they should have changed Luke's name. I love it. The everything the way it is. I just think it's kind of funny if you analyze it that way. Well, it's been going on for so long. It's like kind of a victim of its own success where you have things like in the show where like Leia as a child can like rewire a blaster door. But then in Return of the Jedi, when they really need to like rewire a blaster door to get into like the shield generator thing, she can't do it. It's like stuff like that where you're like, it's just been going on so long. It's so hard to right. consider everything like and, that, you know? And also most movies are made to be watched maybe once, maybe <laughs> twice. But these That's, films, yeah. everyone watches over and over and over again. And we all know everything. And it's kind of like, it's impossible to make something that's mistake proof or doesn't yeah. kind of step over itself and other things. It's just impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it's just too hard. And, you know, when you think about it, too, like that first movie was not set out, you know, to make it a franchise. It was like George Lucas had this idea and he wanted to make it and see if it worked. And then it was like, all right, now we're doing like two and three. And then it was right. like, and then it just you know, blew the, up. There was one thing going on on Twitter when this show started that drove me nuts is like, wait a second. How does this guy look like this guy in only 10 years? And it was a picture of Alec Guinness oh, sure. and Ewan McGregor. And I love the sarcastic response some people do is like, because it's a different actor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, right. It's like, it's like yeah. stop trying to be cheeky. It's a different actor. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. We can all explain it away. It's like when he's going to be hanging out with Qui-Gon in the sequel, like the more time you force ghosts hang out, um, you get older. It's just, that's how it works. Plus, you know, you have to admit, uh, Obi-Wan's living a pretty stressful life. <laughs> he's living a stressful life, which... um. I touched on it there at the very end, which I thought was going to be earlier on. It was nice to see him. It was nice to see Qui-Gon for just a second. It was like, oh, yeah, there he is. He kept like kind of talking to Qui-Gon, like, please, Qui-Gon, I need your help. And I love that he finally shows up at the end. And I was like, oh, Qui-Gon, yeah. And he's Mm. like, I've been here the whole time. I would have been like, you jerk. Yeah, right. You've been here the whole time. I watched you in those firefights, Obi. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think you liked blasters, and Obi's just like, I know, I know, I'm not supposed to like blasters. How cool was that though? That we got to see Obi Wan blast some guys with a blaster. I just, I wanted him so badly at one point to just say like, you know, at first I kind of hated blasters, but uh, 
they've, they've grown on me. Um, you know, it's like and a lightsaber. And then he swirls it on his finger. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, just, like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, he's like, you think I was just sitting out there for 10 years doing nothing? He's like, I'm going to do a little blaster practice. Uh, man, that would be great. I also love that Obi-Wan blames himself for all of this for the longest time. He blames himself for everything that happened to Anakin. And do you almost get the feeling when uh, Anakin says, well, Darth Vader says, you didn't kill Anakin, I did. He's kind of like saying, hey, stop blaming yourself, man. I did this to myself. They both carry a, a lot about each other. And that's clearly why neither of them was willing to commit to a kill. They still love right. each other deeply. They just can't and, say it. You know? Is that what the Emperor is getting to at the end? He's oh, like, totally. Are, are you like... Are you in love with this guy? What's going on? Yeah, it's like, are like, you still are you still best buds? And he's like, no, you're my only master now. I don't even want to talk about Obi Wan anymore. And it's just like, do your thoughts like, dwell on your former master? No, shut up. And then he just you like know. looks at the hologram thing, and he's like, all right, so like here's the deal: we had all these cool adventures together during the Clone Wars, and like we got pretty close. Like I didn't have a dad, all right. Like my mom just had me. I didn't have a dad. And the first one I got, <laughs> he got stabbed in the stomach and that killed him. But lightsaber stabs usually don't kill people, so I don't know why he died. But he like he's okay. dead, you know. The Grand Inquisitor and Reva both survived lightsaber stabs. Yeah. Qu- Qui-Gon didn't. Qui-Gon Did, wanted out. Just, was it a little to the right? Uh it was a little the... to the right. Um and no, I think no he major wanted arteries. <laughs> he's like, I want to be a force ghost. Or maybe he one thing I saw a fun theory was like when he was doing the meditation in between the fight with Maul was like maybe he foresaw his death or saw that this was the best path to lead to like Luke eventually becoming like the guy or Vader, you know, whatever else. And I was like, okay, that's kind of a stretch, but it's kind of like a nice little fan theory to be like, oh yeah, like oh he was like, I need to die here. Um whereas like even Maul who got chopped in half came back or the emperor exploded and he came back it's just it's like comic books it's like everyone who dies doesn't die like they they'll come back so don't right. worry about it everybody who dies in Star Wars will come back so Kylo Ren right. in episode 10 ooh that rhymes you're welcome when Obi-Wan says if you strike me down I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine what he means is as a guide to the real chosen one, That's your true. son, who will eventually take you down. See? See it's like you one. can set up things to mean one thing at one time and become something else. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah when but- some, like, Qui-Gon needed to die at that moment because it needed to be put in Obi-Wan's hands to train Anakin. Uh, Qui-Gon's not a major part of that story anymore. He needs to be out of the picture. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I thought for sure, though, by the way, that Obi was going to be dual-wielding Anakin's lightsaber in that final fight. I thought he was going to grab and ignite the other one and go, like, with two of them at Vader. Hey, remember this? Yeah. That's mine! Yeah, Anakin, yeah, he's like, that doesn't belong to you. Like, that really frustrates him. I would have been like like, uh, Kylo Ren. That belongs to me. Yeah, um, which is so funny because I've seen a few times, like, it depends on which era you see that lightsaber because, like, it'll be like, it's Luke's lightsaber, it's Anakin's, it's Rey's. And I'm like, it's everybody's lightsaber, I guess, now. Like, it was originally Anakin's, but, like... It's a it's a hand-me-down. It's a hand-me-down. <laughs> it's, everybody... it's also kind of bulky. Have you guys ever held or looked at that version of it? There's, like, some weird stuff in there that makes it really unwieldy. So... Yeah, real stuff sticking into your hand uncomfortably. Yeah, it's not, it's not... It might be iconic. It's like the Millennium Falcon. 
it's iconic, but it's an interesting design. Um, Everything has character. It has character, yes. Um, agreed. But yeah, I would say the show is definitely worth watching, at least for the fight scenes. You know, alone, it's. I'm not trying to hand wave away some of the the nuts and bolts, like we said before, as far as like why didn't they do this or logically or whatever. But I right. try to think of like if I were in situations similar, not exactly the same as in Star Wars, would I make logical decisions in a really bad moment? Maybe not. Right. Um, you know, like, but who knows? I don't know. I've not been in the Star Wars, so. But yeah, like I was saying, I think this show is worth it, at least for the fights and whatnot, especially if you like, you know, just seeing some great Vader action. I just, I want Vader to have his own show. And Jason, as I've said, you know, in the past, and you, you alluded to it earlier. Yeah, I live out in Los Angeles now. And to be honest, I want more Star Wars things because there's a greater chance then that I get to be in a Star Wars thing. Fighting alongside my beloved Darth Vader, uh, who I would, I would be the most devout little Sith Inquisitor. I would never, ever try to hurt him. I would be like, yeah, Vader, whatever you want, buddy. Um, Plus, as a, a Sith Inquisitor, you don't want to kind of be noticed because no. once you fail, you're done. Then he's gonna he's gonna kill you. So it's best to not be noticeable and just kind of hang in the background. No, I want him to just be like, you did well on that last mission, and then he goes. He away. looks in your direction, and you just look like you're kind of filing papers away, like oh look busy look busy and he just nods just like he must be working hard um <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be amazing yeah uh, i just i love vader i really want him to get his own show i could see where they could do a second season to this show with like qui-gon and stuff but i think kind of coming into this i thought it was going to be like the ewan and hayden show but it is not that so i would say if you're someone who is thinking that going in i would i would kind of tamper that expectation there's a little bit of that but it is yeah, not I've... the focal point I thought it was interesting they introduced a bunch of side characters. The only one that really worked for me is Tala. They had the yeah, the guy Roken. Roken didn't really register with me that much, and the other people who uh, kind of help people disappear and escape sure. and stuff. They they were fine, but Tala I thought had a strong presence. I like her a lot. I thought she was cool. She's one of those people that I could see like pop up in well could have popped up in something like Andor, and I'm like, oh, like that's the type of like rebel yeah i'm gonna be like i will do a quote-unquote good thing but i'm gonna do some really bad things in order to achieve it and i'm like those are the types of people i'm really curious about i'm like oh that's a fascinating yeah it's character. a shame that uh yeah know, she had a droid that she was very loyal to you also exactly you gotta toss those thermal detonators people if you get one toss it they're so scary don't hold on to it. you're supposed to throw it <laughs> remember that remember that at Jabba's palace return of the jedi like leia's got one in her hand and it's like she threatens everybody in that room and they're like whoa and then can just turn it back off exactly like, she should have done that and they would be like get away she's got thermal detonator run and then she just turns it off and she's like jumps um yeah when you create a likable character in a show don't kill them off yeah, like Darth Maul, so likable. Um, <laughs> General Grievous. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, Jason, would you recommend this? Yeah, I had a great time watching it. Cool. I, it was a lot of fun. And like I said, with Star Wars fans or whatever, you never know what they're going to like. So all I can say is, hey, watch that first episode. See what you think. I, I thought it got better as it went along, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I thought it had a good ending. Yeah, and I, if you're only there for the Vader crazy stuff, I would say that's like from episode four onwards is more of that, where like Vader shows up, starts snapping next, and then you see him fight in five, and 
six and stuff like that. And like I say, the one flaw in the final episode is just what is Reva doing? Is she there to kill Luke or what's going on? Is she there to take a look? See, one thing that it's kind of funny is uh, in uh, Star Wars Rebels, there's an episode where Ezra goes to Tatooine and Obi-Wan basically says, get out of here. You don't belong here. You're not supposed to be here. This isn't part of you, your story or basically he's like, oh, okay. And he takes off. So when Darth Maul shows up and he wants to see the chosen one, is the chosen one here? And Obi-Wan's like, hey, I got to take you out right now. And he does immediately. Reva, with knowledge of Luke, or I don't even know if she really knew who he was, but Obi-Wan could not let her leave there alive. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That comes, uh, it also comes back into the whole thing that like, so proving my point earlier that Luke is more important in the original trilogy because he's the chosen one, but really, truly the true chosen one, the end of it all, it's still Anakin, right? Because yes. he's the one who does yeah, Anakin, it. Anakin was the prophesized chosen one. And he balanced out the Force, not completely, because if he did that, he'd probably have to wipe out Luke and Leia too and then also blow himself up. So he'd be like, there are no more Force users anywhere. Um, like, we're all balanced. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. It is weird. And I think a lot of that is because they want to have a future with her. I thought they were going to kill her in the show and then be like, all right, if we're going to give her her own show, it's going to be a prequel to this again. But... They, right. They no more prequels. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, she'll show up on the Ahsoka show or something, like and I, she's older. Dude, I and don't I, know. Mm, Jason, I wanted so badly to have more flashback time at the temple and show like a younger Ahsoka for just a minute. Like mm-hmm. and not not with the short hair Anakin, but the longer hair Anakin, because they could have done multiple time periods. But you know, right. if Ahsoka is like canon now and Anakin was a master without being a master, you know what I mean? Like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh they should have shown off like a young Ahsoka or something. That would have been so cool to see him been like, uh, like a young, like kind of spunky Ahsoka. And then, you know, Obi would be like, ah, she reminds me a lot of you at your age. And Anakin's like, yeah, like you could do, like you could be anything other than a, a babysitter, like something like that, that would play super well into this show. Like I just, mm, I'm just saying, um, uh, it would have annoyed me so much of it when Reva's going after Luke and you think that Obi-Wan's going to show up to save him, but instead it's Ahsoka. And it's like, wait, what? And yeah. it's like, tune in next fall for the <laughs> new Ahsoka series. It's like, what? Come on. Thank but goodness. They, they resisted. They resisted. Yeah. No, they were like, Qui-Gon's the bait for the future if we do anything, uh, which, you know, they definitely could do. But uh, he's like, all right, so what? here's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to take a lightsaber to the face, all right? And you're going to turn to a forest <laughs> ghost. All right, but I'm going to teach you how to do it because I didn't know how to do this, but I'm going to teach you how to do it. So when you die, your body is gone. All right. I didn't. You had to like hold my dying body. Like, you're not going to have any of that. Don't worry about it. Oh, man, that'd be great. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'd be really curious to hear what other people think about this. I know a lot of people um, and Star Wars. I feel like Star Wars amongst almost any fandom that I know of or am would maybe consider to be a part of seems to be the most... I don't want, I'm not sure if I want to say divisive, but there's just people have very certain tastes when it comes to Star Wars. And yeah. there are certain like groups of episodes that people are like, I love this. I hate this. So uh, I think if you're a fan of the prequels specifically, that would help here a lot because you're going to get more of that stuff. Uh, and maybe a smidge of the original stuff too, as far as like the setting and things like that. 
But yeah, so I would, I would say mostly I just want to feel something from these stories and not just be like, oh, whatever, it's another Star Wars show. But I yeah. actually felt some emotion in this, and I was glad for that. Just because Ewan and Hayden, man, when they're together, you just can't help but feel a little something, something. You know what I mean? Like, and they're just they're great actors, especially Ewan. He's just everything he's in, every like shot or scene he was in. I'm like, yep. I believe this. I just see uh, Obi. It got, me, it got me in the feels a couple of times. He's good. He's great. All right. Well, Jason, is there anything else you want to say about Obi-Wan before we wrap up today's episode? Just this. May the force be with you. Oh, my gosh. Excellent. Dang. That was like, that's like the the finale, even though I was going to do plugs and stuff. Uh, like I was saying <laughs> earlier, um, Jason. I been stole on... your thunder, didn't no, I? <laughs> no, it's all right. I'll, I'll take it back. I was lightning before the thunder. Um, is that what? Oh, oh, look at that. Now, that's an Imagine Dragons thing. I, I had to do it. Anywho, what I want to say is this. Uh, <laughs> thank what? you so much, Jason, for being on again because you've been on a bunch lately, and I really appreciate that. Uh, I know this has not been like the most consistent show ever since I moved out to California, but I, it's so much fun. Like when big things like this pop up to try to like kind of make a show about it. And as I've said before, like I moved out here for acting. So it's kind of fun to kind of analyze this a little bit, but then also think about like, well, if I were in it or how I would, you know, tackle it or whatever else. And it's just like a fun exercise for me, but it's just fun chatting with you. So thank you, Jason. You're welcome, sir. It's always fun to have a nice conversation with you and be on your show. Yes. It's just like my excuse to hang out with you because then it's like, yeah, we can talk for like, like an hour and a half about this thing <laughs> yeah i love it yeah have a good time and we're kind of all over the place but it's still fun you know it totally. is if i hope people have watched the entire series when they listen to this <laughs> i hope so too or like even if they haven't that they can still follow along enough where they're like all right they're kind of talking about the big the big points you know we're not getting like super into the nitty-gritty as much we did a few times but uh, right yeah uh and also if anybody wants to help the channel the absolute best way to do it is literally just share it around on twitter and stuff i'm not asking for likes or money or anything like that if you just share us around that would be great uh or just tell us what to do better because i love feedback i love just hearing from people like if they like the show if they like the length and the format all that stuff uh if they want the old segments at the end to pop back up or whatever else just let me know you know because i'm making this uh, not only to talk to Jason, but also to to start a conversation, a dialogue with other people, because it's you know, it's important to hear other people's thoughts. You know, hear from all sides, yeah. baby, not just the narrow dogmatic view of the Jedi, as somebody really smart once said. Um, Always two there are. Exactly. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, and that's when Derek Vader pulls up and the special guest. <laughs> the host and the special guest. Well, I've done it by myself a few times, which is tough. Um, that's, they should say always two there are with lightsabers. Like somebody always pulls out another lightsaber from behind them. Yeah. Like, oh. Somewhere along. That's what's so funny. The dual lightsaber thing. The For years, there were always fan films. And they always had two lightsabers. You yeah, know, man. like, what's cooler than one lightsaber? I know, two lightsabers. It is really and cool. Phantom Menace came out and it was like, no, you know what's cooler? Double bladed lightsabers. Like, oh. Yeah. I just don't trust my, like, I don't know why I always think about myself holding a lightsaber. Because, like, you know, they're not real. And one day when they are, I would never want to use a double-sided one because I would chop myself in half immediately. I'd be like, yeah, this looks pretty cool. I'd lose my toes for sure. Like, oh. um, yeah, I'd be... I'd be done pretty quick. That's why I like the two separate ones. That's why my Sith is going to have that in Star Wars one day, Jason. I'm going to have two lightsabers separate. I'm going to be like Sidious in Clone Wars. It's going to be great. 
everybody's gonna love it uh but again i appreciate everybody tuning in i like thank you so much for spending your time here like you could you could be listening to anybody but uh special shout outs to people who usually make it to the end of the show jason you're usually one of them but ryan ryan thank you so much for listening all the way to the end and potentially caden mr zora caviar i'll throw that out there too if anybody else wants a shout out at the end of the show like this just leave it down in the comments or tweet it at me and i will do it next time Either way, again, Jason, thank you so much. Did you have any final, final thoughts there that you wanted to say? Is this where you wanted to say, may the force be with you? Yes. Um, when I go, it's my time. I want to come back as a blue glowy. <laughs> a blue glowy. Not even force ghost, a blue glowy. <laughs> Beautiful. I heard that's what I, I, they used to call like uh, Star Wars Galaxies, the MMO. They would call it a blue glowy. Okay. You want to come back as a blue glowy? Yes. I think you would. I think you would, Jason. I hope so. Well, hello there. It's like, ah, what are you doing here? I've been here the whole time. Yeah, I'd be like, Jason, I'm in the shower, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's like, dude, boundaries, get out come of on. here. And you're like, I can't help it. I see everything now. You're like, ah, oh, man, dang it. The force flows through me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, get out of here, weirdo. Come uh, on. My gosh, can you like, uh, can you help my power bill? Can you like, can you like, you know, put your hand <laughs> in my TV and like, power it up? Anyway, uh, again, thank you for being here, Jason. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And until Sorry next time. Sorry for making it weird. No, it's great. No, this is going to be memorable. <laughs> if anybody made it this far, I really want someone to comment on this. Hashtag blue glowy. If somebody types that or sends it to us, I will know someone made it to the end of this. Uh, but usually, yeah, that's just a few people. Either way, uh, until next time, just remember to adapt and overcome. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.